And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 4. We hate birds. They are horrible, flappy things. The King, his adventure friends, and the European army were off to a great start to their quest. They were being attacked by a gigantic cloud of birds, which everybody knows is the making of a breathtaking action scene that shows off the martial prowess of our heroes. Birds! Oh man! Winter sent them to end our quest here on the very doorstep of Brussels! Wait, Winter? That doesn't make any sense, your magicalness. Birds are the henchmen of Terathor, and we know that he knows... This isn't an adventure about Terathor, Colonel! No, well, uh, isn't it? Oh, I hope not. I'm sick of Terathor. It's always Terathor, Terathor, Terathor. When have we so much as leave the house? Winter is our enemy now. Have we not sworn it? I know I have. Oh, very well. I suppose it doesn't make any difference, so long as I'm paying attention. Draw your weapons. Fall upon them with the weight of Europe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seriously? So there's millions, millions of these things. Even if you hit every single one of them... First time, perfect strike. Your strike rate is good. Like, if you hit them all, even what? 80% is normally what you go at. We're going to be here until you are dead. I am a Scotty. All of our friends are dead. Scotty! Stop your whining and kill! I think it's stupid, sorry. It's ludicrous. That's just your opinion! I'm not asked to hear more. Wisely ignoring Cutty, who was a dork, and also the 250,000 armed men who would fight for him. The king charged into the shimmering cloud of feathers, disappearing from the sight of the team. They broke for a cutscene to discuss their response. Oh, where's he? Oh, I hope he's going to be alright in there. Ah, I don't think this will take us long. We won the bird wars, didn't we? Yes, but we've never faced this many at once. I've got an idea. I've got a flaming axe which is totally on fire! Figaro, stick to me and read those healing verses in your Bible to me so I don't die. I'm going in there to back up the king. Oh, that's... I suppose that's how most of our plans go. Oh, it's fine right at the beginning. If we muck up, it'll only be our own fault. Oh, no. Don't hang about to hear my idea. It's not as if I'm going to save the day or anything. But Axe could not hear him over the slaughter. He was quite busy enough twirling his cool new present around him, bringing down scores of birds with every swing. Those birds who dodged his swings could not dodge the magical flames that accompanied them, and the fire-stricken birds were spreading those flames throughout the fluttering hurricane. Soon Axe-Axe-Wound and Father Figaro were running through a tunnel of burning feathers attached to a dirge of roasted agony. Axe thought this was hilarious. Soon the tunnel opened up to the king, who was sitting on the ground. The birds were not striking him and were flying in a wide circle around him, as if they were in audience. Cutty was back in the king's scabbard, and the king himself was calm. He had two birds sitting in his lap. Thank goodness you were right. Did you lose any hit points? Do you require a touch of healing from the sun? Or perhaps Mother Mary? No, no, I'm fine. They barely scratched me. And I prefer not to rely on any gods, if possible. Are you talking to the birds, sire? I told them what it means to be a man, Axe. What does it mean to be a man? To know the emptiness at the heart of all things. To hang out with your homies. And to strengthen something larger than yourself. 
something that you cannot touch or see, but which you know with all the certainty you can muster is there and is real. Oh yeah, I know that one. It's obvious, isn't it? Not the NPCs, Axe. Are we still fighting them then? Because if we're not, I better put my axe away. They keep flying into it and exploding. The birds are free. I name these two birds with me the leaders of all bird kind. You, little fella, I name... Fartface! Fartface. And you, chum, I name... Ooh, um, Elvis. Elvis and Fartface. The leaders of all bird kind. The entire time, Colonel Glowfist had been charging up his ultimate spell by unleashing his sick dance moves, by moving his hands in strange ways, and by intoning a sonorous language that only he could understand. Suddenly, the birds were all sucked away, and the space around the king was empty. They looked towards the archmage, who was now quite visible in the empty space between them. He had sucked all of the birds into his mouth and was crunching loudly on their bones. I've never seen him do that one before. He must have been saving it for a special occasion when all hope was lost. See, what did I tell you, Fartface and Elvis? That's what life is like. Colonel Glowfist chewed and chewed as his friends approached him. He was digesting birds at a magically rapid rate, and his body was swelling with the bird meat it was putting away. He was already too big for his cool robe. That was a waste of an ultimate attack, Glowfist. You know you should save those for the boss, don't you? <laughs> what? Well, I'm terrible power, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, it's Sally. Lying face down in the bird dung and feathers was Sally Minefield. She tried to prove herself in battle by leaping into the cloud to protect the king. However, there wasn't much that a level three thief could do in such a situation apart from futilely waggling her little thief dagger around as she was smashed to death by the sharp bodies of countless birds. Oh, God damn it! Shall I resurrect the poor girl, sire? I know the verses to bring a thief back to life by heart. Yes, but make it quick. I must summon the troops. For a picnic! I'll serve you all! And how they picnicked. They picnicked with bird meat in wraps, bird meat on cocktail sticks... Bird meat in a bun, bird meat every which loving way. They made camp for the night right there on the feathered field. They could have walked back to Brussels and stayed at home, but the king vetoed that because they had gone to all the effort to say goodbye to everybody and it would be silly to do it again. Though it was hard to get to sleep because Colonel Glowfist was still chewing through all the birds and being very noisy about it indeed. They agreed as they drifted off to sleep that it had been a good start to the adventure. It was proper to begin a good adventure with a big action sequence, and they could forgive Colonel Glowfist for using his ultimate attack so early because he only thought that he'd been saving them from getting killed and having to start over. Later on, Sally Minefield crept into the king's royal tent, just as he had strayed into a lovely sleep full of awesome dreams. What is it, Sally? I'm just so cold, your highness. I was so cold out there in the world beyond. It was like nothing, every bit of nothing in the world, getting inside of me and filling me up until I was empty everywhere and I couldn't remember who I was or what had happened to me. It lasted an eternity. I I saw the world die. I saw stars go out. I see it every time it happens. 
um, when I came back, I felt like I could spend my life crying, and it would never be enough to feel all right again. Go to sleep, Sally. Yeah, go to sleep, Sally. It's a big day tomorrow. Jeez. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our hero save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there.